Well, first he was, then he wasn't, but we all knew he was, and sure enough, he is. There you go. Tom Brady calling it a career, which we all knew. We do, I think people just wanted to beat up on Adam Schefter and Darlington and Ian Rappaport because of the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. See, you're wrong again. They were never wrong to begin with. But Brady uh, calling it a career. Going to retire 22 seasons in the NFL. 22 seasons in the NFL. Now the argument begins, is he the greatest of all time? Well, certainly when it comes to rings. Um, I, but I, here's the question. And Ben Kenny, producing the show, let me ask you this. What defines the greatest player of all time in any sport? Prolonged success. Prolonged top-of-the-level success okay. and winning. Okay. I can go with that. I also think it's different for different sports. Right? Like for football, right. which is the ultimate team game, I, I think leadership plays in more than there it may go. for other sports. There you go. I don't know. I think it's a full package. See, I I agree with you. I think it's the total package, and I think it's ultimately the resp- results. I think it's what position you play. Uh, basketball, it's easier because it's five guys in the court, and you can literally throw the team on your back and carry them. You can You can do it all. Jordan did it. We've seen Giannis do it. We've seen other great players along the way do it. So that, I mean, LeBron has done it, obviously. So where LeBron goes, success goes. We've seen that. But you do need some help. But ultimately, there's the straw that stirs the drink. Uh, Brady, he extended his legacy tremendously by winning the Super Bowl last year when he went off to uh, Tampa Bay and, and was able to do it there as well. And then when you hear the stories about Brady and what he did behind the scenes, not just in playing the position, and playing it at a very high level, and still at his age, keeping himself in incredible shape, and still at his age, leading in many statistical categories, or top five in many of them, at his position, and doing that continuously throughout his career, that leads you to greatness. You don't have to be the best every year, but if you're in the top five or top three every year, and others come and go, then you have sustained success. So you throw in the leadership, you throw in the most important position. You throw in the knowledge. You throw in the physicality that it takes. You throw in the fact that you are dedicated both on and off the field in the offseason specifically and getting yourself ready to play the game. And then you listen to the leadership quality of what he does. Hell yeah, that makes him the greatest of all time. Now you can go back and say like a guy like Jim Brown. Jim Brown's shorter career, but what he did in his career was amazing, but the championships weren't there. He doesn't have that same level of of championship caliber. Uh, Jerry Rice, you can look at. Um, you, you know, you can obviously say Joe Montana. You can go in that area. So, uh, you know, all of those things you can you can look at and say. Yeah, these guys were the greatest, and and there's certainly there's this top five echelon. But I think when you talk about the best of all time, in doing it in all of the categories, checking all the boxes, you'd probably have to say Brady. I don't know how much more of an argument you can make for other players. You could say the greatest tackle of all time is, say, Anthony Munoz. The greatest receiver of all time would be Jerry Rice. The greatest quarterback would be Tom Brady. The greatest defender would be Lawrence Taylor. You know, you can go through all of that. You know, 
Ronnie Lott would probably be up there with one of the best safeties of all time. You know, you can go through all of that, but the greatest player, the greatest leader of men, um, you'd probably say Tom Brady. I also think you know? there's something there about redefining your sport. And, I mean, he changed how we see age and how players age and how they approach their actual career. Same thing with, like, Steph Curry in basketball. Like he's he's right. not the greatest ever, but he, is, he has changed how the game is played. Right. Yeah, I... I uh... Tom Brady has seven rings. Nobody talks about Charles Haley. Charles Haley was a linebacker, played for San Francisco, played for the Cowboys, has five rings. I mean, we've interviewed we've interviewed him numerous times on Radio Row. I mean, Charles Haley is was the epitome of being a part of of championships and being a leader on uh, on defense. Nobody talks about that. Um, who else uh, is a decorated? I mean, we talked about Joe Montana, uh, Ronnie Lott, who I had mentioned, Terry Bradshaw. Do we think about Terry Bradshaw having that much success? I mean, he was obviously played the most important position. Although back then it was more of a running game with Franco Harrison coming. Rocky Blyer, same thing. Rocky Blyer is another guy. He's got four rings, and he took he he was blown up in Vietnam, and still came back and played. You know, so you can look at all of those guys. Now some of these guys got them all together. I get it, but you know, Mean Joe Green, go back to the uh, the Steel Curtain defense. Mike says, are we sure this time? Brady says that his retirement is day-to-day. You know, his retirement is day-to-day. Think he come back, comes back and, and plays? I doubt it because that team is going to look different next year. And for all intents and purposes, he probably doesn't want to be a part of any kind of a rebuild either. Now, here's the thing, and and this is the next question to ask, but look, if Brady is truly day-to-day, he cannot leave Gronk hanging out there because Gronk doesn't want to play without him. So you would assume Gronk is going to retire. And you talk about a guy that also, I mean, Hernandez, you can look at uh, different players that were big, that were strong, that were, you know, changing uh, when it came to certain positions. Uh, Tony Gonzalez, you know, when it comes to the tight end position, Dwight Clark, go back to that. So there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of guys that change those positions. Uh, Sam says Brady screwed the Bucks, leaving them with 32 million in dead cap over the next couple of years. Well, we knew that was coming though. We assumed that was coming. And I don't think anybody in Tampa Bay would look at it as he screwed them. But in the game of football, now you can go back. I mean, I know people bring up Bart Starr. Bart Starr had numerous championships. His career was shorter. Uh, the combination of Bart Starr and, and, and uh, Vince Lombardi, we've talked about you know so much because Bill Belichick and Tom Brady were the modern-day Lombardi and Starr, without a doubt, and the amount of championships they won. I mean, there was years where didn't Tom Brady go about eight, nine, ten years in between championships at one point? So it wasn't if he as if he was the champion every year. You know, twenty two years played in the league, seven championships. It's a lot of losing. That's a lot of losing in there. 
not getting to championships. Now, he'd been to, I think, 10 Super Bowls. So he'd been to 10 of them. So uh, still, though, 12 years in which he wasn't in a Super Bowl. A lot of playoffs, but not very often. And, and Belichick obviously has accomplished a lot when he won 11 games with Matt Castle. Um, and this year with Mac Jones, what he did this year. And coaching Mac Jones was pretty fantastic. But the greatest, the greatest player, I think I'd have to. I I don't think you could argue too much with that. We can get into semantics about what it is that you make your list of champions or best or greatest of goat, whatever you want to call it. What makes the greatest of all time? You know, we still look at Hank Aaron as the greatest of all time. He didn't do it with any enhancement that we know of. You know, we know Bonds blew up. We know McGuire blew up. We know Sosa blew up. We know these power hitters blew up. We know the era that they were playing in. Um, And Henry Aaron certainly didn't look like he was on steroids. So we all consider certain things the greatest of all time. But when it comes to Brady, I mean, you know, I think you, uh, you know, we may say Aaron Rodgers, and I say this pretty staunchly, when you look at statistically as far as just playing the physicality of the spot, of the quarterback position, I think I, I think the smoothest, strongest arm, flick of a wrist, matrix reader, I think the best to ever play the game is Aaron Rodgers. Just, and I've seen a lot of quarterback play in my day. The, the grittiness was probably Favre. Some of the other smarts was certainly Peyton Manning for what he's accumulated and accomplished. But just the overall, the the totality of the position and the results thereof is Brady. Brady is, and, and Brady, where Brady wins over Rodgers is the leadership factor. When you hear about everything that Brady does behind the scenes, with his guys, for his guys, to not just offensive guys, but defensive guys, and and the way he kind of guides guys behind the scenes. I, you don't hear a lot about that. With You hear friendships with Rodgers, but you don't hear about big game stuff with Rodgers. You don't hear Marquez Valdez-Scantling saying, hey, I got a call last night at 1030 from Aaron Rodgers saying, hey, let's do this, let's do that. You don't hear – the only time we ever heard about Rodgers doing anything over and above was when he used to sit down on Fridays and Saturdays with uh, Jermichael Finley because they were just so far apart in mentality. So I, I just – I look at uh, I, I look at Brady, and, and that's where he goes head and shoulders above others. Uh, 877-867-1670. we got a lot to get to today. Well, obviously, Brady pretty much making it official today, and uh, so we'll get into that discussion. And then Devontae Adams wants what? Uh, I think at this point you would probably have to say that, yeah, um, Devontae Adams is going to be gone unless they decide – to kick that down the that can down the road when the TV money and the salary cap goes up substantially not next season but the season after and then after that I would probably guess if Devontae Adams is truly looking for 30 million a year I would have to think that 
yeah, he's probably played his last snap in Green Bay. Now, maybe it, you don't do it a lot, but maybe there's a sign-and-trade there, but I kind of doubt it. I, I don't know, other than bad teams, some bad teams, I shouldn't say all bad teams, but other than some bad teams that are around, Jacksonville being one of them, maybe you sign him, you put him alongside um, Trevor Lawrence, make Trevor Lawrence great. You know, maybe you look in that direction. The Dolphins have about the most. and um, The Cincinnati Bengals have 56 million bucks. There's the Jets, the Broncos, the Colts, Seahawks, Steelers on down the road. Uh, the Eagles have 13 million above. But uh, but yeah, the 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 Dolphins have a lot of cap space. The Jaguars, the Jaguars, depending on which way you look at it, they're probably sitting at about sixty million. Fifty eight is what, the average of what they say. But uh, but yeah, I I there's no if he wants thirty million, I almost fell out of my chair when I heard that. Thirty million a year. I thought there's no way. There's no way. You you can't you can't pay that. Uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up. Hit us up. Well, those of you that are on the feed, the Bud Light live stream, you get that. But uh over the air it does not. There you have it. Uh let's do this. We're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. It's one of those things that just slips every now and then, you know? Just falls out of your head. It is what it is. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show now. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Dwayne's Cover It All. They're uh, Wisconsin's best canvas upholstery and boat cover provider. And maybe you have a gym. You want to get some of your gym equipment recovered. How about some office furniture? Maybe you got a canvas or something, uh, a canopy over your business. They can do it. They can do it all. Check them out. 715-870-2119. 715-870-2119. Or just look at the stuff that he does over on Facebook or at Dwayne's. D-U-A-N-E-S. Dwayne's Cover It All. Dot com. That is Dwayne's Cover It All dot com. Glad to have you back. And uh, what constitutes what constitutes the greatest of all time? You got to have a certain you know criteria. Certainly, you know championships will play into it. But then, what con- just statistics? Is it statistics? I look at it as, did they change the position? I don't think Brady changed the position. I think Brady elevated the position. I don't know about changing it. I think it, I think Montana changed the position. I think Montana changed the position. Um, because Montana 
that was when it became Bill Walsh and that true West Coast style of offense. It went from a run game of the days of Franco Harris and Walter Payton. You start going through the great running backs, the ground and pound control game to where we're like, no, we're going to flip it. We're going to say that the pass sets up the run and not vice versa. And Montana, with Bill Walsh's offense, executed it to perfection. Don't tell Paul Chris that. Right, I know. Paul wouldn't know the West Coast style of offense at all. That's not his game, man. Uh, But then again, you know, it's kind of like when we talk about a middle linebacking position. If you've got a quarterback that can execute all of that with good weaponry around him, then you do it. Then absolutely you do it. But if you don't have it, you don't value it. I go back to Elliot Wolf standing at the podium the day we were asking him about the middle linebacking position coming up in the draft. And he said, we don't value the middle linebacker the way you guys do. It's because you don't have one. Then all of a sudden this year, Devondre Campbell comes in. and It's like, whoa, wait a minute. We got to get a great middle linebacker. We got great middle linebacking play. He's covering guys over the middle. He's shadowing quarterbacks. He's blitzing from different areas. He's coming up the A gap, the B gap, the outside. He's doing stunts and dropping back into coverage. All kind. Oh, now we get it. Now you. Oh, 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 yes. Now we know what it's like to have a middle linebacker. Oh, then you put your palm to the forehead and go, that's what it's like. That's what's supposed to happen. So there you go. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, do it. So if you have that position, you value it. If you don't have that position, then it's like, ah, you know, no big deal. We're, we're good to go. We're good. We got this. Don't worry about it. Nah. Nah. Right. All right, over here. Um, This one's from uh, Mark who says, uh, my criteria is championships, statistics, those around him, and the words they have to say about him. Was he a good teammate or a bad teammate? And how many years did he play and how many times was he injured? The only thing, I can only remember Brady losing one season. That was the Matt Castle season when he got hit. In the knee and tore his ACL. Yeah, just one. I think he might be the greatest of all time at falling down to the ground before he gets sacked. Right. I don't remember Tom Brady really being... He took hits, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like he never got touched. But I don't remember him going to the ground a lot. I could That I couldn't tell you. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, um, he had, he had a good career when it came to injury. Now there were times, I mean, he had, you know, he had an ankle one time. I remember that he was kind of hobbled on Uh, and Brady was never a runner anyway. So it wasn't like he was getting the hell beat out of him. But the one thing about Brady, much like Peyton Manning is they were able to decipher and read defenses and get rid of the football. They didn't hang on to the ball. Young players hang on to the ball because you're always trying to make a play. Old players realize, I'm going to live to fight another day, and I'm going to see if I can't just move the sticks. And we see that out of the uh, out of the, uh, the the veteran players more often than not. Uh, 877-867-1670. When you talk about your criteria for the greatest, 
That's it. Um, this one's from Zach and Wisco says with Brady officially retiring and big Ben retired. And if Aaron retires this off season, do all three get in the hall of fame on the first ballot or says, does someone get left off? Uh, Zach, your answer would be yes. They all get in. And don't forget, you got Gronk in there as well. Cause Gronk would probably retire. Gronk may be the one that's left off, but I, I would venture to say that Rogers will not retire this year. Because I don't think Rodgers, now this is just me, this is just my opinion for what we know about Aaron Rodgers. You tell me if you agree with this. You tell me if you agree with this. I don't think Rodgers retires. Because if he did, statistically, he's still one of the best quarterbacks. But when it comes to championship rings, let's say it's it's Roethlisberger, Brady, Gronk, and Rodgers. Right? Okay? Statistically, he's the best. But when it comes to rings and greatness, he's the lowest man on that totem pole. Gronk has numerous rings. Brady has all the rings. And Roethlisberger's got two. Rodgers would walk up with the one ring, which is great. Don't get me wrong. It's great to have a championship. But in the grand scheme of things, right, in the grand scheme of things, he would be the low man success-wise on the totem pole. But he would probably have more MVPs. He would have the most MVPs out of that group. So think about that. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670, It would be cool. Now, I, I think he, he's got a legitimate shot at getting in this year, but let's say Leroy Butler gets in. Would you, and I know he's got, you know, the Veterans Committee that's, that's you know, every year he gets more and more, you know, finalist votes. But it would be cool if you had Rodgers at some point here sooner rather than later that he goes in, and then Leroy Butler goes in. Then again, it also would – Rodgers going in would completely overshadow Leroy Butler's accomplishments. But, it, you know, again, it, let's say Butler gets in this year, you know, which would be fantastic. You Then you would have in, what, five, six, seven years apart, you'd have more and more Packers going in. Take that. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy because because Leroy's going to get in before before uh, Rogers would be eligible. My assumption is Samuel says Butler is not getting in. I I'm, I bet you he does. He may not get in this year, but he's going to get in. When you become a finalist this often, you're going to get in. You'll get in. Yes, you will. And there are so many people in there that say that Leroy Butler deserves to be there. And that means something, too. He's going to get in. 877-867-1670. If you want to want to find us, do it. Appreciate it when you do. As always, appreciate it when you do. Um, this one's from Anthony, who says, I, I don't think Leroy Butler gets in this year, maybe next year. But once Lynch got in, don't you think Leroy was next to go in? Yeah. I, see, that's what I'm saying. I, I think... 
I thought Leroy was more deserving. But you talk to guys that are already in there. I'll never forget, and I've told this story a thousand times, so I apologize if you heard it and I'm boring your ass off. But we're sitting in New York. We're on Radio Row at the Sheridan Hotel, and it's the Broncos and the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. And Leroy's walking up and down Radio Row. Uh, I'm doing my show at the time. He comes over and sits down next to me. And here through the hallway and down through the crowd comes Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott comes over. Uh, he emb- while we're on the air, he uh, embraces um, Leroy Butler and then sits down on this show and proceeds to tell me how much respect he has for Leroy Butler. I mean, this is unsolicited. This is one of those moments where as a talk show host, you say, hey, how you doing? And then as he starts to talk, you just shut up and you walk away from the conversation and you just listen. You be, you become the fly on the wall because then he and Leroy Butler began talking and the amount of respect and for what he stated about Leroy and Leroy's career and the way they modeled certain things for Leroy after Leroy and such, you go, okay, that guy had an impact. That guy has legitimate acclaim. And for the all-decade team and and everything that he was a part of, and for him to be the only one not there, he's gonna he'll knock down that door eventually. It'll happen eventually. Absolutely. Uh, 877-867-1670. Again, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead. Um Let's do this. Uh, when we come back, Jim, I know you're on hold. Stay tuned. we got some phone calls to get to. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Come back. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Brady making it official, saying his uh, retirement goes kind of day to day, I guess, uh, as the as the mood swings. Uh, welcome back to the program. This portion of the program, by the way, brought to you by our friends at Skipper Buds. Check out the ever-growing selection as day by day it goes by. Yachts, pontoons, sport and deck boats, fishing boats. Get yourself ready for summer on a day like this. It's uh, like 42 degrees right now. Sun is shining. Warm winds blowing. I'm watching all the snow melt, and I absolutely positively love it. The icicles have come off of the uh, the the uh, uh, the tiki bar uh, just across from me, which I'm I'm completely thrilled about. Uh, and uh, finally, we're starting to see a little bit. Of, now I know it's going to get colder. Don't get me wrong. We're not out of February yet. February is traditionally our coldest month, but at least we're getting that taste, that glimpse. You know what I mean? So if you're thinking about the summer and thinking about boats and, and boating and such, yes, get a hold of my buddy Todd over there at Skipper Buds, 262-544-1200. Todd is the general manager. He's the guy that has the power to make the deals. That's the guy you want to talk to, 262-544-1200. And they've got Mastercraft, Cruisers, Four Winds, Scarab, Starcraft, Smokercraft, Taiga, you name it, they've got it, whether it's a ski boat a pontoon, fishing boat, whatever, they've got it all. 262-544-1200. Check them out over there. And there's a there's a shot for those of you on the Bud Light live stream. There's a shot of the Tiki Bar finally melting out a little bit. Finally melting out a little bit. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Let's go to uh, the phone calls. Talk to Jim. Jim, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, Tim from Marshfield. First of all, last question you talked about uh, 
Dwayne's covered all. I invite anybody to go to the great Dane and Wausau and look at the job he just did. Outstanding boots. Dwayne does a great job. But getting on a GOAT situation, Bill, um, I think in different sports, GOAT has to be categorized separately or, I mean, judged. Because if, if you're looking at the guy who's got the most titles, then why is it not uh, uh, Boston Celtics Bill Russell? Why is it not even a catcher right. for the Yankees? You know, um, And then you look at golf. A lot of people will tell you that Tiger is the most talented golfer ever, but he hasn't beat Jack in the number of championships. So who's the guy, right. the uh, goat there? Right. Um, and, so but Tiger the, has more tour wins than Jack did, but Jack still has more majors than Tiger did. So yes, you're sir. right. But yes, but sir. I'll say this. Look at it this way. With Tiger, Tiger measured himself by major, majors. Tiger's the one that set that bar. Otherwise, we'd say Tiger was probably the greatest ever. But Tiger set the bar by saying winning majors, and he did not eclipse Jack. Right. In fact, you could even look at swimming. And Mark Spitz won the number of medals, but he set a lot of records. And you got Phelps, who has more medals, but didn't set as many records. A lot of people consider Phelps still the greatest ever. My last thing, and I'll leave you, uh, Leroy deserves to go in there. I think it was a shame that John Lynch got in before him, although Lynch yep. is still um, deserves it. But nobody talks about somebody who falls under the same parameters that Gail Sayers did, and that is Sterling Sharp. Sterling Sharp and Gale both had to leave the game early because of injuries, and Gale has nowhere near what Sterling did statistically against his his, uh, competition, or I should say his peers through those times. I'd like to hear your your thought on that, and I'll listen. Um, I agree. Great show. Great show. No, I appreciate it. Everything you just said, I could lay down and agree with. Everything you just stated, I could lay down and agree with. It is all in the perception it is all in the parameters. Again, it goes back to what I asked over on Facebook or over on Twitter. I said, look, it depends on the boxes you want checked. If you talk about records, if you talk about statistics, if you talk about championships, if you talk about overall wins, what are the boxes that get checked? Now, with Brady, you can check a lot of boxes. You can check a lot of boxes. You can look at like let look, look at Bart Starr. Bart Starr, five championships, but only seven years. Does Bart Starr then become, via championships per season, the greatest ever? Okay, so you can look at it that way. He was a tremendous leader as well. But it was also a different game in which the running game was incredibly important. The defense was even more important. So was it bright was it was it Bart Starr? Because of just championships? And then you look at it well in the modern era, are we going by just Super Bowl wins or do we go back even further? You know, I don't this is what's really tough is you cannot compare eras cuz the, the what was the most important position on the field back in the day before the Super Bowl era? You would probably say the run game right? The pass game was not nearly as important as the run game. Lombardi's own seal blocking plays illustrate that. We got a seal block here. We got a seal block here. This is what we do. We run it left. We run it right. You know, I mean, this is what they did. And then the accent piece was the quarterback that then moved the ball down the field. But, but Joe Montana flipped that script. Bill Walsh flipped that script. Because back in the day, remember, go back to the Franco. Hell, I remember big Pete Johnson, where the first time Cincinnati got into a Super Bowl against uh, against the 49ers. It was the run game. 
even though Ken Anderson had some pieces around him to throw to, it was the run game and the, and the possession game of the tight end and controlling the clock and controlling the line of scrimmage with Munoz and Max Montoya, and you go through that big list of guys and Bujnok and company. You look at those guys. That's what was the most important pieces. And then they were going against the new age, the new era. They were going to go going against Bill Walsh and the guy that said, uh-uh, uh-uh, we're going to make Joe Montana and his arm the star. And he's going to throw to our other star, which is Jerry Rice. And then you get into the Dwight Clarks and you go through that whole list of all these different guys that they had and, and the defense that they had and such. But no, we're going to flip the script and make the quarterback the most important. It just depends on what your 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 criteria is. But when you look at Brady and you listen to the pieces around him, when you listen to the stories behind the scenes, when you know what this guy's gone through for 22 seasons to take care of his body and be at the peak of his condition, when you look at the ability to stay relevant in the statistics just in playing the position, usually top five, you, you got to say, you know, I give it up to the guy. But if I'm Tom Brady... Uh, or any of these guys that we mentioned, they're all in the mentionable category. They're all some of the best to ever play the game, right? They're all some of the best to ever play the game. Uh, 877-867-1670. Mark says, what about Gastineau? Gastineau was a freak, and his comet burned very bright for a very short period of time. You know, um, Mark Gastineau had his season. And then it was all, it just kind of fell apart. He, he wasn't sustained over a long period of time. But I remember Gastineau, man, he was a beast. He was a beast to try to defend. He was unbelievable. That's like go back some years when the Jets were actually relevant in some way. I mean, big Joe Klecko at the time. Holy mackerel, that guy was a mountain of a man. But Haley, nobody talks about Haley. I go back to him. Five rings, San Francisco and Dallas. And Charles Haley was, he was a, a, the epitome of what you should be at that particular point in time when it comes to linebacking position. Now, let, let me, the linebacking position has changed so much. Because you go back to the days of, say, Dick Buckus and what he did as a linebacker, Mike Singletary as a linebacker. You know, you go back to those days, and now the position has changed so much because no longer are you just a tackler up the gut. An enforcer up the gut, a guy that's going to come uh, on a delayed blitz up the gut. Now you're being asked, cover a tight end, cover a slot receiver. Be smaller, more athletic. The position has changed. So, it, you know, it, the position changed so much from what it was supposed to be or what it was to what it is today, just like the, just like the quarterback position has. 877-867-1670, you want to hit us up, feel free. But uh, we're talking about Tom Brady, who uh, retires after 22 years in the, C- in the NFL. He announces on Instagram that he is, uh, right now at least, day-to-day, but is retiring from the game, which now uh, leads you to believe that Gronkowski is going to officially retire. And you would assume that he and Gronkowski, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, are all going to be standing on the stage in five years from now. Should be rather interesting. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. 
Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. The Bengals and the Rams getting ready to face off in the Super Bowl. We'll have coverage every day. Live from L.A. beginning next week on the Bill Michaels Show from Super Bowl 56. A year ago, the 4-12 Bengals finished in last place in their division. Now with Joe Burrow at quarterback, the kid who grew up in Ohio has Cincinnati back in the big game for the first time in 33 years. Bengals defensive end Sam Hubbard on how incredible the turnaround has been. Yeah, no doubt. The thing about Joe and myself is uh, we've we're winners we've won our whole lives and you know I've been pretty miserable along with a lot of my teammates the last few years losing so many games you know I told Joe we need you like you're the guy to turn this around I know it what are the odds a kid from Athens Ohio national champion Heisman winner primed to be the number one overall pick and we happen to have it it just, uh, you can't even write stories like this. It's amazing. Wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. was asked what it's been like playing for the Rams after his time with the Giants and being traded by the Browns. It's been everything, you know, from McVay, Stafford, Koo, being integrated into the plan, taking me in, just pushing me for excellence, the, the, the weight room. Everything about this place is right and it's done right. And it's just been an incredible opportunity um, that I feel like just trying to make the most of. And, you know, here we are playing in the Super Bowl, one game away from our dreams and just gotta keep going. In Chicago, the Bears have officially hired Packers quarterback coach Luke Getze as their new offensive coordinator. The Bears' new GM, 36-year-old Ryan Poles, had this to say. We're going to build through the draft. We're going to acquire young, fast, and physical football players. And the last thing, the most important piece is we're going to take the North and never give it back. That's the Bears' general manager, Ryan Poles. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Going to take the North and never give it back. And that's some mighty big talk right there. I'll tell you that. Uh, The Packers have had 30 years of sustained success over the Bears and over the North. And uh, to say they're going to take it and never give it back. I'll say this, though. The Packers don't have another Hall of Fame quarterback waiting in the wings. So if you believe Justin Justin Fields is that good, then put it this way, if it goes to Justin Fields and eventually the Vikings will find somebody else besides Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff's going to be around a while and we'll see what Dan Campbell and the Lions organization does, all of a sudden, I hate to say this, but all of a sudden, don't you look at the NFC North as if Rodgers is gone as one of the biggest question marks, right? Now, it's going to take a while for the Lions to get back. But the Bears have what they believe to be a long-term quarterback. And the Vikings, at least for the for the you know the most immediate future, probably the most ready to win, at least win en- enough games to be relevant in the North. But if you get rid of Aaron Rodgers, who's who's the best team in the North? With all the uncertainty. Now I'm in the camp of Rodgers remains. They figure something out for the next two to three years, maybe four. That's kind of where I'm at. But with the announcement that Devontae Adams is looking for $30 million a year, is that even possible? Not right now, it's not. They can fit, I mean, you can fit a lot of things in. You, you You can do what you want. But then you know 
that big dark cloud is down the road, and there's no avoiding it. There's no avoiding it. None. None. So we'll see what uh, what Russ Ball and Brian Gutekinst and Aaron Rodgers and company decide to do. It's it's there's a lot uh, there's a lot on the horizon and a lot at stake right now. And the whole thing of signing and trading Devonte Adams to get more for him, you, yeah, I mean it's just it's just not done that way very often. It's just it's it's just not. You don't do that a whole lot. And you have to really, you'd have to cut guys loose to be able to sign them to begin with to get them in. So it kind of defeats your purpose. That's only if you're looking to get something in return. You'll eventually get compensatory picks down the road for him. But but still, um, man, I, I think you try to do what you can to keep him, but $30 million a year, that's a, that is a tall, tall order. And I believe right now, for those that say that's what he's going to get, there, there might be a team. It only takes one. There might be a team that falls out there on their damn head and says, "Okay, I can't imagine it for a wideout." But I, that's probably more public posturing than anything. If he gets that, I'll be shocked. Although I shouldn't say that because nothing shocks me anymore in the NFL. Some of the craziness of some of these, some of these owners to say, "Okay, let's go after the." The shiny object. Don't get me wrong. I think Devontae is is tremendous, but you have to really ask yourself, how good is Devontae without without Rodgers? We've seen Rodgers play without Devontae. They've won a lot of games. But we haven't seen Devontae without Aaron Rodgers. So is it the symbiotic relationship those two have that allows him to be? He's a terrific route runner. He really developed into a terrific route runner. Over time, I'm not taking anything away from Devontae, but you got to ask yourself, is it because of Aaron Rodgers and the accuracy with which he throws? 877-867-1670. Um, and yeah, we just haven't got to it yet, Sam. Harbaugh, there's a lot of talk about Harbaugh going to the Minnesota Vikings, too. We haven't even gotten into that yet. We haven't even talked about it. And the other thing that I want to talk about is how much do you think the Packers and and Matt LaFleur is, are going to miss his two offensive confidants and Nathaniel Hackett and and quarterback coach Luke Getze. Both guys, a strong relationship with Aaron Rodgers. How much do you think they're going to be missed? Some people say no big deal. Who cares? Matt LaFleur calls the plays. I equate it to when Joe Philbin left. And this, I think, is a really, really good analogy. When Joe Philbin left, the guy that set up the everyday, Rogers talked about that. McCarthy was a guy that called the plays. But the guy that set up the film room, or, or the Microsoft Surface now, whatever you want to call it, but the guy that set it up, the guy that was the day-to-day guy, the guy that worked day-to-day on installing game plans, the guy that worked day-to-day on working with Aaron Rodgers and the receivers and the running backs on what they believe will and will not work. Because the, the, the head coach has so much else going on as well. But the guy that sets up the stuff day to day, that's that, that guy, that's the equivalent of when Mike McCarthy lost Joe Philbin and he went to uh, Miami. Bill, I think it was Miami. Bill, yeah. breaking news that just came across my feed on Twitter. Former Oklahoma quarterback Caleb Williams is transferring to USC to play for Lincoln Riley. There you go. 
I thought I should Where'd use the that? sounder, but it's a little more. It's it's a little too sad to use the sounder. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, it was reported by Pete Thamel. He himself, Caleb Williams, has not tweeted it yet, but yeah, it's a done deal. Yeah. Okay. He's going to UXC. Well, he's expected in class there today. How about that? So he was enrolled. Which I still find it hilarious that people don't remember when USC literally enrolled kids of rich people and made them fake athletes to think that they couldn't find a way to get him in after a deadline. Right. Disappointing, but expected. Yep. So uh, Caleb Williams. Now, here's the thing. Now you have to pick up Graham Mertz and say, okay, Graham, you're our guy. Right? Either that or you have an open competition, obviously, which I still believe they should. I don't know who the competition would necessarily be between right now. Mertz and maybe Deacon Hill, who was a true freshman last year. That's it. Yeah. But uh, but now that's, that's your guy. It's his job to lose. It's his job to lose. It was a fun couple weeks. I'll yeah, I mean, it was one of those dare to dream moments. I agree with that. But Caleb Williams officially going to USC. To USC. We got a lot to get to today. Got a lot to get to. We'll talk more about uh, if Harbaugh would make a huge difference, if indeed he would go to the Vikings. How much... Will Nathaniel Hackett and Luke Getze be missed? And does my equation to losing Joe Philbin resonate? Because it did change things for a short period of time. We got a lot lot going on. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.